We have a very special guest on today's episode of the True Transformation Podcast. Her name is Meg Jacoby, and she is the reigning world record holder for High Rocks, one of the hottest new hybrid fitness racing events. She's also the reigning world champion for the Deca Fit Mile, a spinoff from Spartan Racing. If you have not checked out hybrid fitness racing, I would highly suggest that you get it on your radar because it is a great next step or second adventure after you get in shape. This is what we tell our clients in our True Transformation program. Lose the weight, get healthy, build a sustainable lifestyle, create a permanent transformation, and then the world opens up to you. You have so many options at your disposal when it comes to fitness. Meg happens to be a mom, so she's very relatable in the sense that she has a crazy schedule. She's got to handle business. She's got to handle her, child, her, her kids' needs. She's got to handle family needs, and she's also got to train to be a world champion. Meg set the world record in Anaheim, California this past High Rock season, which also happened to be her first full High Rock season. So she was a rookie, came in, took High Rocks by storm, set the world record, and then also managed to come in second place in the world championships. Uh, she had a hard-fought battle, and she came up just short, but she crushed the season as a whole. I, I think it's a pretty uh, unanimous decision across the board that she was rookie of the year and probably uh, athlete of the year in many people's uh, brackets. So I was fortunate enough to have her on the podcast today to discuss not just high rocks because we do get into high rocks racing some strategies how she plans her racing how she does the obstacles all that cool stuff but i was actually really pleasantly surprised to talk about fitness to talk about parenthood to talk about being a good example for your kids getting over the mom guilt of working out how she balances it all and just her mindset around the importance of fitness to be a great human being and so this conversation uh, was incredible, and Meg is an awesome person. I'm excited that she's a new friend of mine and a new connection in the fitness space. So it's High Rocks Race here in the Novak House. I'm actually going up to New York City this coming weekend, June 9th through 11th, 2023, to compete in two races back-to-back. -back. I'm going to do the doubles High Rocks with my team member, Ryan Callen, and I'm also doing the solo race the day after. Kind of wish they had flipped that around and done the solo first so I could really put it all out there for the solo. But you know what? Hey, good things don't come easy. So everybody's going to be on the same playing field. I'm excited to partake. But there's no better guest to have on during High Rocks race than the reigning world record holder for High Rocks. So if you are interested in High Rocks or if you're just interested in hearing how a badass mom gets in shape and stays in shape and becomes a world record holder. Well, this is the podcast for you. Before we jump into the interview with Meg, I just want to shout out our sponsor, Butcher Box. Butcher Box is a lifesaver. If you need more time and you don't have extra hours in the day to meal prep or go to the grocery store, or if you don't have a local butcher where you get high quality meat, Butcher Box is the answer. If you go to butcherbox.com forward slash true, you can actually get free. Yeah, I said free ground beef for a year. Now, I'll just tell you right now. Ground beef is my favorite source of protein, hands down. 
I think it tastes the best. I think you can combine it with so many different things. If you really think about it, ground beef and tacos, ground beef with rice, ground beef with potatoes, burgers. I mean, what am I missing here? Chili. You can do so many things with ground beef. So if you're interested in getting your nutrition dialed in, but you've just been struggling to get things lined up with your schedule, meaning going to the grocery store, making sure you have healthy food in the house, ButcherBox is a great resource. So go to butcherbox.com forward slash true. You can use code true. You get 10% off your first box plus free ground beef for a year. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. If you're someone who's trying to lose weight, trying to get in shape, or you just want to make this whole fitness thing sustainable, a part of your identity, you got to get your meals right. So ButcherBox can help. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash true and check them out. Okay, now we get to the good stuff. Let's sit down with Meg Jacoby and figure out how do we become a badass mom and still be in shape? Yep, here we go. Okay, yeah. All right, so... uh, how how heavy is the is the go ruck pack that you have to wear? I think it's only fourteen pounds. So okay, okay. Every time I do anything weighted, I always do at least twenty pounds. So it won't be that bad. But I'm like, and especially because it's a women's double, so that means it's women's open weight. Mm. Um, just because obviously I do women's pro, that feels much easier for me. So, <laughs> um. So I feel like adding the weight vest just kind of like is just going to like kind of balance everything out a little bit. So it'll probably feel kind of similar other than like pushing the sleds and stuff. But yeah, the go ruck is nuts. I, uh, I did the Murph on Monday Yeah, and I just, I, I have the, the same vest that, uh, I guess it's like the rogue vest or whatever that everybody wears. And uh, I didn't bother to weigh my vest before I did the rogue uh, or before I did the Murph. And uh, afterwards I was like, that was brutal. I only, I did it like 50 minutes. I was like, that's really slow. Like I thought I'd be able to do Murph in like 30 something. Right. Cause I'm training for high rocks and I'm like, you know, I can do that. Well, I put my, my vest on my scale afterwards. It was 50 pounds. Oh, that's. I was like, Oh, that's why my biceps are about to fall off. (laughs) So did you partition it and how did you, if you did, how did you do it? Yeah, I did partition. Cause I, uh, I, I tore my bicep in 2019 doing a Spartan race. So I'm like super, you know, cautious with going too yeah. crazy with pull-ups. Um, so I did, uh, I did sets of 10. So I did 10 pull-ups and then 20 push-ups and 30 squats. And I just kept going like that for yeah. 10 rounds. I've done it like a bunch of different ways. So last year, and I should have like actually logged my time and like did it on the site because last year I did a 20 pound vest. I partitioned. So I did five, 10, 15 for 20 rounds, but I did it in 32 minutes. That's badass, dude. Strict pull-ups too. Cause I don't know how to do, I wasn't doing CrossFit then. So I didn't even know how to do a kipping pull-up at all. Yeah, I don't even know um, how to do a kipping pull-up. I've never yeah, I'm scared I'm going to tear something. But then this year, just because I was still in Europe Monday, I didn't have a vest. So I did it. I did the 100, 200, 300 this time. And I didn't even really time myself because, like, my running felt a throat. Like, I did not feel. But I 
my pull-ups, like I think I kind of did it like EMOM style. So I did like mm-hmm. 10 minutes every or 10 pull-ups every minute. And yep. I did it basically 10 minutes. So, and then like, we just hammered the push-ups out and set to 20. Um, so it probably would have been like pretty decent if yeah. I could physically run, but my legs were like, even the guy, like when I got to the squats, I was like, Oh God, like this was a mistake, you know? <laughs> um, like your upper body doesn't really get that bad after a high rocks. Like maybe yeah. you're a little, it's not really an upper body like thing. So, but mm-hmm. my legs are always like wrecked for like at least a, a couple days. So, so. Are, you're, you're uh are you a former runner? I know you ran a lot. Yeah before getting into this, but were you a competitive runner, like for most of your life or was this something you Oh yeah. Into? I was a division one runner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dang. I went okay. to UConn. So like I was like big East, like big, big school, big conference. Um, I ran against some really, really good art. Our school wasn't like a super great distance oriented school, but our track program was really strong. Mm. Um, but a lot of the schools I ran against like Syracuse, Providence, Villanova, they were, always very big powerhouses with the distance runners. So I was in a very competitive conference, um, when I ran in college and then I had a child in my early twenties and just kind of was running for fun after college. I kind of like needed a break from being like competitive with it. Cause it was just mm. a lot. Um, and then, but I just, I was always like lifting and working out just on my own accord. And then in my like mid to late twenties, I really started getting back into like competitive road running and I ran the best times of my life. Like my mm. fastest 5k I ran when I was 30, I'm 30, wow. I'm 31 now. So like arguably much faster now than I was probably in college or at least in like the longer distances. Um, I probably could never run like a two mile, like the way I could back in those days. But, um, Yeah. So that's like been my background. And then I was always just super big into the gym and functional fitness. Um, I worked at, or worked out at a gym that like I was pushing sleds when I was 18. Oh, wow. Okay. We're doing a lot of that stuff. We're flipping tires and doing farmers carries like with the real farmers carry, like not, not kettlebells, like 95, a hundred pound farmer carries like heavy stuff um, when I was like 18. So this like hybrid type stuff with functional fitness, like just really, it just really clicked with like everything that I've done. Um, so I'm just like lucky that I found it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think it's the arguably, at least in my lifetime, I know CrossFit was a big shift in the fitness world right? Yeah. You, realize you don't just have to like be a bodybuilder. Um, you can do things that are more functional and fun, um, and, and challenging as hell too. But, uh, yeah, the, the hybrid racing space, I mean, Spartan was there, but it was like, eh, I don't know if I want to go like get muddy and like, <laughs> like throw a spear and that ruins my whole race. If I miss the spear, like, you know, it's just like, it was awesome. I love Spartan. I always loved Spartan, but it was like, you needed something that kind of almost took a step back from CrossFit. Right. Cause yeah. CrossFit, I mean, you know, walking on my hands, dude, like I'm 220 pounds, like, you know, it not saying I couldn't do it. And there's tons of Jack CrossFitters that do it, but it's like, it's a little intimidating for the average person, you know? Yeah. 
Um, but stuff is like, yeah, you're, you might go out and run a two hour race at your first high rocks, but you could do it if you work out at, at all. Like you could probably do it. Right. Yeah. I think I go to a CrossFit gym and it's something that I've gotten like more interested in, honestly, because of this stuff. And I, and I mm-hmm. think I kind of just recognized like how important like the Metcon type work can be for some of this hybrid stuff where like oh, yeah. you're doing things with just like a crazy jab heart rate and then you're hopping on the rower and you're rowing a thousand meters, you know, just like, mm-hmm. I like incorporating that kind of stuff in my training, but like there are things that I just won't do and cross it because it's just not at all needed for like what I'm doing. Like I love doing power cleans. I love doing deadlifts. Um, but I have no reason to do a barbell snatch or a barbell overhead squat that that's not something that I need to do. Like a power clean is great. Cause it's like strength and power, speed and power, that kind of stuff. And it's arguably, if you know how to do them, like you're not going to hurt yourself. You see professional athletes, they're not deadlifting, but they're power cleaning. They're not like, there's a lot of like stuff that's very risk averse reward, um, in the workout scene that I just learned. It's just silly. Like I, I might as well just stay away from it. Cause I'm risking hurting myself for like what gain, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, same with like, like I'll do wall walks. I'll do like handstand holds just for like the shoulder strength, but I don't need to learn how to do a handstand walk either. Like it's like, there's just things that I'm like, all right, like I'll skip that class because there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, sure. So hundred percent. And I'm super impressed. Like I love watching the games. I love watching and following. I'm always incredibly impressed, but, and like the regional workouts have been very like functional fitness stuff, Mm. like doing Linda. I was like, I just did it yesterday. Cause I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Anything with a bench. I'm all about. So Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think CrossFit probably, uh, and, and they're, they're not stupid. They, they see the writing on the wall too. They're like, Hey, like, you know, we want, we don't want people leaving CrossFit to go focus exclusively on high rocks or deca fit or, you know, whatever else is going to come around the corner. Cause there's probably more coming, but, right. uh, you know, we want to kind of be your, your place where you train for that stuff. And then you can go do that stuff as an event. Uh, but high, you know, CrossFit is your, your home base. Uh, I think that there's definitely still uh, plenty of the general population that want that, just that little bit of competition, that time, you know, workouts for time and being able to, to test themselves in different modalities. So CrossFit, I think sees that. And I think that yeah. they're just going to incorporate more. Um, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned having, uh, a baby early on, but a lot of our, our female clients struggle with a couple of things. And I think you're like the perfect example of how to overcome some of these things. So number one, obviously is becoming a new mom. Yeah. A lot of women, they kind of feel like, Oh, well, (laughs) there goes the chapter of being fit right now. It's like all about being mom. And I don't can't really justify putting time into myself. Right. I have a baby you know? So I want to talk a lot about that. And of course I do want to get to high rocks because personally, like I'm a huge fan. <laughs> so I want to, I want to pick your brain. Cause we have like 15 clients doing high rocks in New York. Um, and I'm doing it obviously. So I want to selfishly ask you all about it and especially your mental, uh, preparation for stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about that. And then I also want to touch on, you know, a lot of women will get in shape, 
Okay. And they diet down, they lift weights, they do all the right things, but it's like a black and white type of thing where it's either you're trying to lose fat and you're trying to get in shape, or you're kind of like doing nothing right. Or very inconsistent. And I think fitness has so many, and I call them adventures that you can take and high rocks is one of them. You know what I mean? Like fit and all the different subcategories of those things. Um, there's so many adventures to be had with fitness. It doesn't have to stop as soon as you lose the baby weight. Right. Right. So I want to talk about that, but let me, let me just ask you this. So when you became a mom, was there like a time where you struggled to maintain? Cause you, you were a top level D one. I mean, you know, it takes a ton of work to get there. I understand that. that yeah. work. Was there a drop off at that point? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I was literally in the gym two days before I gave birth. Like I was like back squatting. So Good night. I was one of those people that, so I couldn't run my whole pregnancy. I was young too. I was only 23. So mm-hmm. part of my, it wasn't necessarily a planned thing, but obviously the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, yes. and you know, all of that stuff, but I, I've just always had a very like intense mindset on fitness and it's just literally been my passion since I was like, 13 years old. So for me, like a big part of being a mom was like, I need this for myself because this is who I am. Like, I don't know who I am without competing, without being active, without working out. And I need that so much for my own mental health. Like I'm not a good person or a good parent. If I don't work out, I I just know that about myself. Or not, not as good as I can be, you know, no, I, I say the same thing. I'm like, edgy. I'm like <laughs> less patient. Um, and, and I, and I just know that and recognize that about myself, that it's my therapy and it's what makes me feel whole. And this is also just a part of my lifestyle and that I've, I've always incorporated my daughter in that too. And so for any parent that is some, or anyone who's going to become a parent or is one, if fitness is in your world and it's something you want to remain in your world, you just incorporate your children in that world. And then it's the norm. And that's something that I always did. Like after I had my daughter a week later, I'm pushing her in the jogger and, you know, I didn't start running necessarily right away, but it was one of her naps every day became my hour run. And then if she was still napping, I just keep walking with her in the stroller. And that was just what we did. Mm. And, you know, if you do that and it's not easy, like I would have to stop twice, sometimes three times to like nurse her while I'm sweaty, trying to get like a five mile run in. But eventually if you keep like working at it, they start to get used to it. And then that's just the norm. And there were times where she'd be fussy and I'd be trying to get a workout in at home and I just pick her up and hold her and do my squats with her in my arms. And Mm. all those things just became, she started coming to the gym with me at one and a half. Um, and that, and then she like, you know, she's a toddler and sometimes I'd put her in my baby carrier on my back and that would be my weight. And I'd be doing my lunges or whatever I was doing with her. And it just became part of her world. And it was just normal, you know? And then she, and she also just learns like the rules and like gym etiquette very early on. So like Mm. she knows now, like if I'm in a bench set, like you're going to have to wait until I rack it to ask me the question. Cause I can't breathe right now. 
or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and a lot of the time, like she likes to come with me there are times when she doesn't. And so that's where I make those compromises. And I have a lot of equipment at home. I have like basically a gym at home I can use too, for the days that she's like, do we have to go to the gym? You know, that kind of stuff. But, um, for the most part, I think it's been awesome to show her all of those things. And I've seen a lot of statistics lately regarding actually moms in particular, they're if like a mom is fit and active, their children are much less likely to like grow up and be out of shape or obese or whatever the case may be. And it's, it's like a direct link between the mother. Oh, yeah. And so for me, like all of those, every time I see stuff like that, I feel so good, like knowing I've been doing it this whole time. And hopefully this will all like transpire in her life and she'll just be an overall like healthy person. I would love it if she became an elite athlete and something in her own. Um, and I'm trying like really hard not to be like the crazy sports mom because it's very easy to do. (laughs) Um, but you know, ultimately it's like, I just want her to like live a healthy lifestyle. And I think that it's been super important for me to get to show her that firsthand. Mm. So, yeah, man, so many things you said resonate with me because, um, one thing we always talk about in our, our program is what we call identity design. You know, you fitness has to become a desire. It can't just be about like discipline and boot camp and like, yeah, I'm going to drag myself to the gym. It has to be something that you really crave, not necessarily because of the aesthetics that come with it or the trophies that you might get. Those things are awesome, but it's because like you said, And I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I am an awful dad. If I don't work out, like, I just want to snap. I want to like lose my shit. You know, I'm, I'm just like, something's off. And and I've had days where I like, I didn't get to the gym and I'm like, why am I such like such an asshole? (laughs) And it's like, because I didn't work out. And so I'd be like, I'm going to just go for a walk. I'm just going to go for a walk instantly. My mood is different instantly. Right. And it's so funny you mentioned the stat about kids who, you know, grow up with the mom who's uh, focused on fitness. It makes a lot of sense to me because the mom to child relationship is a very nurturing one. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, uh, and, and, you know, nutrition and just nurturing mentally, um, a lot of that comes from the mom. Mm-hmm. And I think when the mom has really good habits and routines, the way they deliver that to the child might be uh, more more attractive to the child than the father who might maybe even isolate, right? A lot of dads isolate um, and they go work out and they're kind of like, that's like my time. I like, don't freaking bother me. Yeah. Like I try to work out in front of my kids as much as I can, but um, the guys sometimes are like the lone wolf, right? The moms might, like you said, put the baby on the back, do lunges. Like there's just, that makes so much more sense to me. I, I, I'm not surprised by that stat. I think it makes, it makes a ton of sense. Um, how old is, how old is your, your daughter now? My daughter's eight now. So my son is eight. So I know the age. <laughs> yeah. And, and realistically, like I always say this too, just regarding like my fitness journey in general. And like, especially the last year, cause I've really only been competing in this hybrid space the last like year. Um, she's made a ton of, I'm not making any sacrifices. This is my dream. This is my goal. This is my, this is like 
this is all about me. You know, this is what I want to do. This is my choice. Like, so for me, like working out twice a day or three times a day, not doing as many things socially because I have a big workout to do the next morning or whatever. Like that's not, those are not sacrifices for me. Like this is, this is like, I could never imagine. I couldn't have imagined this would be happening for me that I'd be like, having a professional athletic career at 30, almost 32 years old. That's not something that I five, four years ago, two years ago that I would have thought would have happened. Mm. She makes a lot of sacrifices because there are times when it's like, no, we can't go to the park because I have to go to the gym to get this done. And we just have to, you just have to understand, like, we're going to make compromises. And there's going to be other days where even though I have to do something I'm going to put like, you're going to be first and and we're going to go do what you want to do. And you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, but finding the, the like balance of those two as a parent, I think, I think moms have to do it a lot more Mm. and, and I'm not trying to like discredit, but I, I do agree with what you're saying. I think, um, and just from what I've seen, like, I think men tend to get more of that time, uh, like, okay, they go to the gym and they have their time and moms at home playing more of the support role. And I think, and I think I see that I'm seeing that a lot in the hybrid like world. Mm. A lot of the women I'm competing with, there's only a couple that are moms. A lot of them are single. Um, And then on the other side, like the men, a lot of them are married. A lot of them do have children and families, but their wives are more of the supportive role. So they get to have that, Mm. um, you know, athletic career. And on the other side, it's like the women, like not very many men want to be the support role. Like it's just like Mm -hmm. dynamics between men and women. So it's, it's been really interesting, like kind of seeing that. Um, And because I'm, I'm a single parent, so I don't have. Like, it's just me and my support role comes from my parents or, Mm. you know, her dad's very, very involved and we co-parent super, super well. So they've been, him and his fiance have been incredibly supportive of this for me. Thank God. Because otherwise (laughs) they don't know like how I'd be doing it, you know? So, yeah. Uh, It makes a ton of sense. I I also say, um, I probably put a little bit of blame on the fitness industry too, because for a while, you know, I think women oftentimes, um, they need, they need to see examples of how getting deep into fitness is going to improve their life. Right. They oftentimes think like, Oh, I don't necessarily, that's not for me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. lifting weights, like, Oh, that's a guy thing. That's going to make me bulky. Right. Or yeah. you know, running is going to like, I'm going to lose my butt or whatever. And it's like, Not necessarily, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily. And there's a lot of other factors that go into these things. And I think that it, it, speaking from, you know, my, my perspective, like my, my wife recently has gotten really into like working out, right. Like to the point where like, it was funny. We were joking around the other day. She was like, I think I'm becoming like a fitness chick. And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to go to the gym and take a shower at the gym. And I was like, oh, (laughs) all right. So like, you're, 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 you're on point. Um, so, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, you know, from my perspective, now I need to like really step up and make sacrifices for her to be able to go work out. Cause we have two boys and yeah. you know, I'm a crazy sports dad. They play four sports at once. And it's like yeah. insane. Every night is sports literally. Um, yeah. so like my workout time might have to change, you know, I might have to get up earlier or like do it later yeah. or like, okay, instead of eating a 40 minute lunch, I'm going to go work out. Right. And so like, yep. 
I totally understand. But I think from the female perspective, there's been like this, I don't know, this thought around like, Ooh, it's not all for me. When in fact, like if you go look at the women who do CrossFit, like, I mean, their bodies are insane, you know, like they're not like, <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's like, ew, like, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, like that's impressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of women want that, but they just, yeah, it's, it's, it's the gender roles. Um, certain, yes, there are certain things that women are way better at than men and vice versa. But when it comes to fitness, it's like, it's kind of low hanging fruit for everybody. You yeah. Know? Like there's no like genders, like I God, I hate the like female diet or like, the, it's like, eh, maybe like maybe, but most of it is very, very general neutral. Like everybody yeah. can take part in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I think, I think a lot, I think from what I see is like a lot of, a lot of the people that message me regarding a lot of this stuff, it's like, they feel selfish. Um, and I'm definitely like an all in parent. But one of the biggest things that I, like I said, for me, like becoming a mom, like I don't feel selfish about working out. I mean, there are times where you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I know this isn't what you want to do. So of course I feel like a little of the mom guilt in, in regards to that kind of stuff. Or like now with traveling a lot, like my daughter's kind of getting like, she gets bummed out. She's like, why do you have to go? You know? So you do have like that mom guilt to some degree, but I don't think children should change our lives entirely. Like, I don't think, feel like my entire world should be revolved around my, my child and I give up everything for her. Like, cause that's just not realistic either. Or like, healthy either. And, I, and I, and I, and I wouldn't be happy and I, I wouldn't yeah. be, I wouldn't be as good of a mom most likely. So for me, Please. it's kind of like your children should be like enhancing your life in a positive way, but they also like the world shouldn't revolve around them either. Like that's not like necessarily a healthy way to like raise a child either. You know, like yeah. there are times where like your kids need to know, like, it's not all about you right now. Like I, I gotta go do this. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you create I, a lot of narcissists if you do that. <laughs> right. it's like, And I think it's also super empowering for me as like a single parent to be able to show her like, Hey, I'm strong. Look at what I can do. Like you can accomplish anything like those, those types of things. And just being that example, like, I think we tell our kids and we, we have this like thing. And, and even my parents, like everyone's parents probably said like, you can be anything you want to be. But as a parent, like, am I a living example of that? Mm. I work a desk job at, uh, you know, a DOD contractor. Is that my dream? No. You know what I mean? So when I say to my daughter, like, you can be anything you want to be, but I'm not being anything that I want to be. Mm. How is that like a real message? You know? So I love that now I really am living that. So when I say it to her, it's authentic. It's like, I am doing what I've dreamed about doing, you know, and I'm doing something that I was, you know, you're trying to become a division one athlete. Well, like everyone's dream is to be a pro athlete and all that. Yeah. Like if you're at that level and I was never like good enough to be a professional runner or anything like that. So finding like this space now and like having this opportunity is like, it's really kind of like a dream come true. And so it just feels like, authentic. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm really living the message and I'm trying to 
you know, show her and the, and the lessons I'm trying to show her about being strong and, and winning and losing and how to do it gracefully and how to not give up. And, you know, when it doesn't go, like, I just came in second at the high rocks world championships. I was seated first. Yeah. When you have a, a career very quickly, that is very high level and you're accomplishing a lot of goals. That's amazing. However, there's not a lot of room. I, I have one way to go and it's up. And when I go down, it doesn't feel it's a it's the top the seed. There's only one way to go really. Exactly. So, and it was one of those things, like a lot of people after were kind of like, you're not a failure. You're not a failure. Cause, but it feels like a failure to me because mm. I, this is where I was seated. So anything less than it, anyone would feel that way. Sure. Like if you went into something seated 10th and you came in 20th, you'd be disappointed. You know, because that's human nature. Like you want to super seed where you, where you are. Um, so getting to show her like how to lose graciously, how to be a good sportsman, how to have good, you know, how to respect your com competition, mm. even if you don't like the outcome, how to, how to say, Hey, you know what? It didn't go my way. Guess what? It's time to get back to work. The, mm. the, the best thing to do for me is like, you, if you're not satisfied with the results, we don't quit. We don't give up. We work harder. That's, mm. you know, and getting to be the living example of that is really, really important for me. So I don't want to gloss over everything you just said, because like, that is, that is really the best, in my opinion, at least I'll speak for myself. I think that's the best way to parent because, um, I read a book, uh, it was written by a Navy SEAL and it was geared towards dads. You know, when I was a first time dad, I bought all the dad books or whatever, and 99% of them suck. But like this one was like, Hey, you know, don't be afraid to go to work and leave your yeah. kids. And I was like, well, why? Right. Like, cause you know, you got the dad guild, of course, same, same as the mom guild. It's like, eh, I don't want to do that. I want to be around, but you have to show them actions that will then lead to success in their life. Because yeah. if all you're doing is like, yeah, go work hard. And you're like up their butt all day. They're going to be like, well, like, well, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I think that society in general is really good at giving out advice. Terrible at following it though. So <laughs> I think why. that like you doing what you're doing. Yeah. You're at a high level. You're like at an elite level you know, you're the 1% of the 1% or whatever, but like that teaches a child so many lessons that most parents don't even get a chance to like live and breathe that. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. look like me. I'm like, yeah, look at Tom Brady. Like he's so great. Right. And like, yeah, okay. I compete and I win some stuff locally or whatever, but like, you know, you get a chance to do something at such a high level that the, the momentary like mom guilt or like the momentary, like, Oh mom, why do you have to go? will be superseded down yeah. the line. By like, dude, my mom was like, oh, fuck it. you know, like, holy God, like I can't, I'm, I'm a top athlete because of my mom, you know, like that, yeah. that's, that's really, and, and you already, like, I beat myself up all the time about, you know, cause I want to be a great father. It's one of my passions. Yeah. I come from terrible lineage of like long histories of just bad fatherhood, but the fact that it's on your mind and you're consciously like, Hey, am I like, you know, my balanced here? Am I doing the right? Like, that's everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's everything. Cause most parents are just like oblivious. They're like, yeah, I work, you know, and Walt, you know, I go to work all day, come home, drink beers and like pass out on the couch. And it's like, they think they're around more, but like, they're not even present when they are around. You know what I mean? 
yeah. huge. That's a huge point. That's that's massive. It's been really cool because I've been having a lot of those conversations with her. Like, I don't just say, "Well, I have to." I literally sit down and like we talk about why I'm doing this and what I'm doing and what it's doing for us and and our future and our life and. You know, we're going, I'm doing Deca Fit in Orlando. We're going to Disney for a few days. I'm like, nice. these are the things we get to do partially because of what I'm doing. So yep. it's changing our life. You know, it's not just changing my life. Like this is changing our life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's opened a lot of opportunities. Um, and I'm obviously able to win prize money that, I wouldn't have, obviously, if I wasn't competing and, you know, being a single parent isn't easy. You know, I'm, yeah. you know, like I own my house and I, it's all on me. You know what I mean? Sure. So having like the ability to get to do this is also just helping our life. And so I, I have those conversations with her because I want her to understand that it's a, it's about, I'm an athlete. This is who I am, but it's also like, this is an opportunity for us to potentially change our entire life and change my life that changes her life, you know? Um, and I think it's important to like have these real conversations with your kids Mm. and I don't want to like gloss over that stuff. And I I don't want to make it seem like, you know, we'd be struggling if I wasn't doing it because, because we certainly weren't, Mm. but it also, you know, if I can retire earlier, if I can pay for your college, like if there's all this stuff like that, we get yeah. to do because of this, like, that's just an amazing, you know, other part that comes along with it. So, um, and like, she came to the Decca world championships with me and got to stand on the podium with me. Um, that was one of the first like bigger races that I won. So like just mm-hmm. all of these little things, I feel like down the road will really have taught her a lot and mean a lot. Huge. And I am the scary mom at school. So what I love, I love that's that. A, that's a good role. It's a it, good it's role. I'm like, yeah, let those boys mess with you. And <laughs> see what happens. Now, like, um, <laughs> and it's really funny. It, and it's amazing to see like how proud she is too. Like she goes and talks about it at school. My mom just set a world record. My mom just won this um, thing. And, and then you know, she'll get challenged to a race by some of the boys in class. She's very fast. I'm sure. So I have a feeling she probably holds her own very well, but you know, they'll say to her like, Oh, I'm faster than you. And she'll say, well, but you're not faster than my mom. And I love, like, I love that so much. So it's another little like extra good thing. I think that's coming out of it. Absolutely. I mean, her boyfriends are going to be scared of me, not her dad. This is, I love it. Yeah. Her boyfriends are going to be in for a hell of a time. (laughs) Well, it's funny because my mom was not, you know, uh, a a top level athlete, but she got really, this is the funniest sport ever. I don't know why, but you'll appreciate it. She got into a competitive race walking actually. Oh my God. That's so funny. I, and I'm like, your mom, you're still the only person I've ever actually known that does this sport. Um, I know there's other people who do it cause I watched her yeah. beat them, but I was like, I don't know if those people like, come out of like the woodwork, like where do these people come from? Right. Like you're the only person who does it. But anyway, 
she would always do these race walking races and she would crush guys. Like, I mean, she would win everything, right? Like she was like Pennsylvania state champion and like all this stuff. And she did it after she had a couple kids. Right. So like, I don't know if it hit me in the subconscious or whatnot, but I, I distinctly remember watching her win a lot of races and me being really like proud and inspired yeah. by that. And it's always a vision in my head. Like I can just picture my mom crossing the finish line. Right. And I'm like, damn, like that's, and, and of course my whole life has been centered around sports and fitness since yeah. then. So I think it really does rub off on the I children. It's such a positive thing. I mean, like literally fitness is the best. It's like the best thing. It improves every part of your life. It's healthy. You know, you probably live longer, you look better, you feel better, like all the things. Right. So it's like, yeah. there, there's so many parents out there who are, you know, good parents, uh, but their habits and routines really suck and it leads yeah. to kids really struggling. It's like, Hey, worst case scenario, your kid's going to be like freaking healthy, dude. Like that, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's yeah. a huge win. Um, I want to pivot just for a second. We could talk about parenthood, which the points you made have been incredible. I know, like I resonate a lot with what you said, because the guilt thing is like, you know, I think it's, I think it's just because oftentimes we look around and we see people doing like the, the average shit, you know what I mean? And not to like discredit those people they are freaking awesome, but like you're doing something that requires a little bit more and it's oftentimes a lot more. And there's just like, you know, there's just this call to like, Oh, I just want to make sure I think it's a balancing act, right? It's like just re yeah. a reminder almost of like, Hey, I can't, I, I got to make sure that they're good. But anyway, it's just cause you care. That's like, so I, I say like my boys get, you know, you'll appreciate this too. Like they, they love sports, but they get nervous before like championship games. Right. And I said, you know, that's such a good thing that you're nervous. You know why? And they're like, why? Cause it means you give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't say shit, but you know, I say you care. Um, and, and I think the same is true with this, like the mom guilt. It's just because you care. You're an awesome mom. Right. Like that's, if you didn't have any guilt, you'd be like a, you know, crazy psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I have a kid. Wait. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about high rocks. Cause All right. this is like high rocks just from a personal perspective is like now my, like my biggest nemesis, I've created this villain, right. That I'm like, all right, I'm going to overcome this high rocks thing. Um, Truthfully, you, your times would embarrass mine. Um, you know, I, I'm almost ashamed to admit that I've never done a high rocks under 115 because <laughs> your, your, your times are. No, insane. that's like really solid. It's solid, but I'm, I'm a competitor. I, uh, I, my claim to fame as of now, and I'm, this is not about me, but just so you, I have a little bit of credibility having a conversation. Um, I did compete at Decca Worlds. Uh, I finished in eighth in my age group, so it wasn't great. It was one of my worst races. But currently, the two male division for Decca Mile, I think we're ranked like number three, me and my partner. So like, we're 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 heading in the right direction. We're not top fifteen status yet. But High Rocks is a different animal, and yeah. a lot of our clients are like falling in love with hybrid racing because they lose weight. Right? We put them through yeah. a process. They get in good shape. And they're like, oh, well, dude, now I can run. Like, I want to, I want to do this. Right. Yeah. So I'd love to know, like high rocks for you. Is that like your, do you feel like that's your strongest race? Like, cause you do the DECA stuff, you do the other stuff. Is that like your thing? Is that like your, your special? No. So no. This is really interesting. I, I do think it is probably, but just because it has like the longer running. So obviously mm -hmm. with my background, that definitely anything with running in it is going to be a strength of mine just because 
that's my background. So I sure. know how to feel, I know how to train, like all of those things. I actually have only done last year because I like I my whole story with all of this is like I barely found out about it before the season started. I trained for like six mm. weeks. Like that was crazy. That's it, nuts. It, in having learned about Hyrox and starting doing Hyrox training, I learned about DECA, but I snuck in one DECA mile before the cutoff. So wow. I done one race at all. And then I ended up winning the DECA mile and setting the world record at the world championships. <laughs> Damn it. That's so crazy. I did, <laughs> so then I have done a, a few months ago, I did one DECA strong. Um, and I think just having like a big high rock space, I was not expecting it to go super well, but I went under 13 minutes. So Damn. for the male side, that's like, if you're under 13, oh, that's insane. My best time is like 1340. I think oh, no, I got 13. Yeah. 1340 in my last one. So I was very happy with how that went, but I kind of feel like the deck of fit is actually probably going to be my strongest event. Mm. And I might even be stronger in that than I am in high rocks, just because my best distance is 5k. I've run, mm. my, I'm a 17 minute, I've run sub 17 minutes for 5k. So that's Jesus. like very much my strongest like running event. Um, and I feel like high rocks is more like 10k, 15k feel. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm also strong at, but like, I'm just, I'm a really gritty, like strength runner. So 5k is like just really one of my better. So mm. I feel like the deck of fit could be potentially like my best event, but I haven't done one yet. So I, you know, we'll see how it goes. Once I, once I do that. That's um, yeah. Are you doing the so, deck of fit in August? Yes. So nice. I'll do the day and then I'm going to do Orlando because I promised my daughter that we do a vacation. <laughs> We're going oh, to Disney next month. We're in Orlando. I got sucked into going to Disney. Uh, well, I heard it's adult paradise. So, too, so you'll, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be okay. But so, so DecaFit. Yeah. Okay. So DecaFit's probably going to be your strength. So, cause I, I came into this, um, these sports, uh, with, just a strength background, right? Yeah. Um, with, with running Spartan races. And what I realized early on is like, just cause I could like my best uh, 5k time was like 1830. Right. So it wasn't slow. It was just like no, world-class, but it's, it's good. I'm once again, I'm a very big guy, like to be running out there. Like I look like a bodybuilder running. So um, what I realized though, is running just cause I could run good for a 5k running compromised is yeah. really where I've had to like, bite the bullet and be like, Oh my God, it's a, <laughs> this totally, is a different animal. Yeah, it really is. And it's like the more comfortable you are with being uncomfortable running is how you're going to get better, like, mm -hmm. or how you're going to see, um, like the progress there. So like with training, I am oftentimes doing my workouts. Like I'm never fresh. Mm. I, and cause you want, like, I feel personally, like there are days where I feel amazing and that's great. And you want to have those days, but there are also days where I'm sore as hell from, I did legs the day before. And I'm now I'm trying to do this 70 minute high rocks workout. And I'm trying to hit like sub six minute pace for these one K's. 
I think it's important to feel not great during them too, because A, it creates an insane mental strength. If you can get through that feeling bad, feeling tired, feeling sore, you're going to get, if you feel great and you have a great day, then it's going to go really well. Sure. Um, So I think it creates a lot of that mental strength, but it also gives you that practice for how the real race is going to feel. Doing simulations is never the same feeling as doing the race. I can get through a high rock sim like type workout or a DECA type workout feeling pretty, pretty great. You get to the the race and all of a sudden you're three stations in and you're like, what is happening? Like legs are. (laughs) I thought I worked out for this. What the hell's going on? So I think it's kind of important to like have both of those feels, but doing a lot of work compromised is just how you're going to keep getting better at, at that, you know? Now it makes tons of sense. And I mean, like today, for example, we, we did our, a 70 minute, uh, you know, E E or whatever, as many rounds, a wrap is, I don't know, as many rounds yeah. as possible. Uh, yeah. it was 800, 800 meter runs, but, uh, in between all the worst stations, no demand, but, uh, it was in the heat. So it was like 90 degrees outside yeah. today. So we did it all outside and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to puke. Right. And it was like, but in my head, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is good. Cause when in New York, there'll be at least some air conditioning, it'll still be humid, but like, whatever, like this is going to set me up for a good, you know, a good environment next week. But yeah, the mental strength thing is huge. Um, you have the world record still, right? Cause the world record did not fall in, in, uh, Manchester. Um, you lost to another mom who's you guys, you two are just like, I was the, the most shocking moment for me was realizing, first of all, how fast you got, once you do the race and then you watch pros do it and you're like, Oh yeah, that's insane. Right. And then you go, Oh wait, that person's a mom. And by the way, the woman who won just had a kid like (laughs) eight months ago or something. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go jump off a cliff. But, um, yeah, like that's, it's insane. But you, so you, so you set the world record in Anaheim, which was the first, you're the first woman to ever be under an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So walk me through that because Going into that race, you didn't have a lot of experience with high rocks. That was that your second one that you ever did? No. So one, two, three, four. I've done four. Okay. Time. Two were championship races. Um, so where you're like, if you watch the world, it's like we're on that grid format. So everything is done there. Yeah. Um, so only, like, so basically half of my races were done in that type of format, which aren't really typically set up for you to have fast times because you have to do like, like instead of like a long 200 meter farmers, you're turning 10 times so much shoulder fatigue. That's hell. (laughs) I was watching Um, the live stream going, God, that is so bad. The turns are the worst. I'm like, this is terrible. And I was so I was particularly pissed at myself about the farmers because I never break. And I yeah, was like, you broke. I saw that going on. Like I was so mad. Even the announcers um, were like, oh my God, they broke. Like that never happens. And I was like, huh, yeah. something must be something must be, you know, just extra slippery or challenging or something. I don't know. It had enough chalk on my hands and like my hands were so sweaty. I just couldn't like I just had, and I picked them up real quick. It was just like a drop and then like reset, but Mm. I was particularly unhappy with how that went. Um, so two of my races were on that type of format. So 
and I had done pretty, pretty good times on those, like arguably, um, close to my best. I had broken the record twice this year. So I actually broke it in November in my second race ever. And then wow. it got in by another woman who ended up not racing at the worlds. Um, she's from Sweden and okay. she had a lot of health stuff going on. She and oh, I, yeah. Have, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. She and I have the world record together in the women's doubles. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, secondly, I have two world records, so that's pretty Damn. cool. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Breaking an hour is just flat out nuts. Like yeah. solo, like doubles. I'd be like, all right, I think I could break it doubles soon, probably like in the next year, but like solo. Oh my God. Like, I'm like, dude, that's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> that's so, insane. Anaheim, like my goal was to be as close to an hour as I could be. Um, and my real, like really my focus was push my runs and not relax on the stations, but like, just play it really smart because mm -hmm. one of the biggest things with high reps that I think people maybe get a little bit wrong is we see people go out and they push the sleds as hard as possible. Right. And they gain maybe a little bit of time. However, then they go to run and they end up losing the time they gained because they overextended. Yeah. And then now the run off of the sleds or whatever the station may be is 40 seconds slower than the first two runs they had. The goal really is to pull all of that together. So it's to, it's to play the station smart. You obviously want to be pushing yourself there, but you don't want it to negatively impact your run. So that's yeah. kind of like, I think the best way to, sorry, the best way to approach it. So that's like really what I did in California. And, um, my run splits were even every single split was like the exact same. What, what was um, your split? Do you, do you remember? They were like three forty six. So, so that's what, uh, six, about six minute pace, six minute pace. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's nuts. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, so, I don't know how it's possible, but yeah, that's, that's insane. Uh, yeah. And then like, arguably it was kind of neat because I felt like I went into the stations very like comfortable and it ended up like, I ended up having some of the best station times that I've ever had. So it was an interesting, like, someone must be delivering me a package. Oh no, you're good. This happens to me all the time on podcasts. <laughs> someone always rings my doorbell like 10 minutes and I'm like, really? Like, yeah. I need to put like the don't ring the bell thing there. I know. I say that every time it happens that I just literally never do it. Never. Uh, same. So, so that, okay. that just went like perfect. It was just, mm -hmm. I felt great. I ran great. Um, I stationed super, super well. Um, and then like, I felt terrible on my runs at the world championships. So I mm. really believe like for anyone listening to this, who wants to do high rocks, the running is so important. I stationed phenomenally at world championships. Like I was catching first place every, every station I yep. caught a row, um, like to where I was behind and then you know, we're leaving at the same time. Um, I was catching up on the lunges. I started 20 wall balls behind and I finished 14 behind. 
Mm. Um, so I was gaining on all of the stations, but I just didn't have the legs that day for whatever reason. Um, so that's like my biggest advice is like, Mm. you want to play the station smart so that they're not negatively affecting your running because the running is arguably more than half of the whole event. That's true. Um, But so it's just a huge part of it. I learned my lesson the hard way a couple of times because the sled for me happens to be just like, if I'm just doing a sled push, right? Like it's beyond easy for me. Right. Yeah. But I went, I did the Miami high rocks, which was just so fun. It was, it was fun (laughs) in the sense that it was outdoors on South beach, which is like the greatest place ever. And the heat and the sand was like literally the worst thing ever. Um, But I did the sled in a minute 50. All right. So like oh I was gosh, in and out of like, there. They were like uphill. I was the number one time in the whole event. Right. Awesome. But I came out of that. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to sit down in the sand. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't move. Um, so my run splits were like, I think at one, and I keep in mind half of the race was literally in the sand, yeah. running, but my yeah. run splits were like six minutes. So yeah. It was, it was embarrassing because nah, not embarrassing, but it was just like a huge wake up call for me. Cause I had done New York twice and I, I looked at all the data and I was like, Oh my gosh, like my stations are great. You know, like they're, they're in line with the top 10 in my age group. Right. But my runs get compromised so heavily. So if I give a little bit with the stations, like, all right, give five minutes yep. back. Right. But if I were to gain 15 minutes on my run, that's exactly. a 10 minute increase in my overall time. So like, that's, I think you're so spot on with that. I even say like Decafit is similar until maybe you get to like the bike where I just sell out, dude. I'm like, forget it. (laughs) Like I'm doing this bike. I don't, so we did the, uh, the doubles Deca and I, on the bike, I did uh, 25 calories in, um, uh, 12 seconds. Holy shit, dude. I have That's a video like- of it too. Like, cause I, I didn't have to run after cause he was running after. Okay. So I come in on my run and I'm just like, like just going nuts. And I, mean, I, that, I, that makes total sense why yep. you would approach it that way. If you were the one running and you <laughs> out like that on the bike, I would say bad move cotton. No way. No way. Never. Go, never then never going to run and then going into like the sled push pull yep. and then still have <laughs> The burpees after that would be, that would so he, be he ran. too aggressive. Yeah. Way too aggressive. He, he ran after that. And then he actually came back and started the sled. Right. And then I jumped yeah. in once I had a little bit of recovery, but um, yeah, it's uh, the high rock. So, so let me ask you this. So out of all the stage, like if you had maybe like your top three, like hacks, if there are any, right. What, what would you say are like the, besides the running, cause the running, I get it, like get better at compromise running, save something for the run. Like that's the, more than half the race. But if you look at the eight stations, what would be like your top three, like maybe strategies that you've employed that have helped a lot for, for it could yeah. be. Any- so the race really, in my opinion, doesn't start until like sled pull burpees. Mm. I that people sell out way too much on the skier, way too much on the sled push. Um, and I think that even the, even the row, even both machines, in my opinion, your risk versus reward, your, your gain versus your give is you, you're going to put more effort in to gain 
minuscule amounts of time in my opinion. These are things that you should continue to practice, continue to build your aerobic base on, but you want to be really efficient with them where you're not giving way too much output for little benefit. Mm. Um, The row is also like the first time you'll sit down. So I try to obviously row at at least where I know my competitors are, if not a little bit faster, but that I'm not overextending to gain two, three seconds, you know, but put way too much effort. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of like tricks to the trade where, um, like again, the sled pull is another one where like efficiency is just so important. Like if you are efficient with your rope, you're going to make up a lot of ground without overextending your, your body, you know, like putting it in the right place, not having to trip over it, not dropping it. I see a lot of people putting it down. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Higher length of the box is another one. Um, Technically the rules say like, if you step on the line once you get a warning and then the next time you get a penalty of having to move it. So you have to be really careful. Do they call that in a normal event? No, not usually. Um, But in a championship, they're definitely going to call it. So dropping the rope is a huge one. I'm now realizing that freaking drop the rope. Why do I do that? (laughs) it down all the time. Like, why are you doing that? I'm tired, dude. I'm trying to get it, but um, just those That's little crazy. things like can really, really make a difference on the sled push. Another trick for me is I change the way I push it often. Hmm. Um, so I sometimes hook and then the next time I'll have high hands on the bar, like shoulders. Yep. yep. When you change your leverage, it's also changing what muscle group is being hit harder. So when I hook, my calves are getting really fatigued just because of like the angle of my body. So yep. then I like to give them a little bit of a break, use more quad, use more hammy. I feel like that really works really well. So that's just another little like. I like the hook. I started doing the hook. Actually, I did it today for my second round of sled push. And I noticed that the sled flew, right? I was like, oh my God, like I'm fatigued as hell. I'm dying. And uh, the hook, you know, grip got me, got me flying with it. So I'm, yeah. I, I like that varying, varying it up. Yeah. And a lot of it is just like body positioning changes the leverage of the sled. So it can feel like kind of a different effort. Hmm. Um, so that's like kind of another one that I would say. And then people lose a lot of time. The last three stations are huge. You know, that's this cause you're, you're running out of space. Farmers are a great place because for a lot of people, I know a lot of people struggle sometimes with the the weight, but the farmers are like a break in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, it's not like overly difficult. It's, it's just grip strength and moving your feet quick. So for me, it's like, here's an opportunity for me to gain some time back on people. Sure. Um, And so I practice that a lot so that I can do it unbroken and, and not have to drop. Um, so that's another one, like you get to breathe, you're upright, you're not like winded, your, your heart rates, you're not getting your heart rate up. You're kind of just like walking quickly. So just getting really good at that is a good one. Um, and then I see a lot of people lose time on lunges and wall balls. Um, 
And I know they're like later in the race and you're tired, but those are the, those are kind of the stations that I would practice a lot. I, I see people do wall balls in six, seven minutes. And I'm like, realistically, I'm sure you could do it in a, in a faster time. If you figured out the best strategy for you. Yep. A lot of people I think do too many in a row at first and then they're, they screw themselves or they, they stop, they take too long of a break, like learning how to, sometimes you just need to drop how many you're doing, but take shorter, quicker breaks and you get it done so much faster. So I feel like people learning their best approach on the wall balls. And that requires like you to try it a multitude of ways. Yep. Um, I go unbroken, but I know I can. And that's what I do. You know, not everybody's in that position. A lot of the reason I can do that is because of my mobility. I mm. use the, the, uh, like elastic energy from the bottom. So I get in that real low, deep, crazy, deep squat and I'm bouncing and I'm not using a ton of muscle to do that. It's just like the reactive from Momentum. the bounce. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you can get to that point where you can do them that way, it saves a ton of leg fatigue. Yep. So, and just like learning, like catch the, keep the ball high, try to catch it on the way down. If you can, like all of those little things are time savers, but I think a lot of it is just like, if you, if you can't do them unbroken, which most people can't figure out how many you should do in sets, hmm. try to take small breaks. You know, you're going to save a lot of time doing that. Yeah. I'm uh, I tried to do it unbroken. I got to like 60 in New York. And I was like, ah, and then I heard my, cause my kids were there and I heard them screaming. I was like, all right, I'm gonna take five seconds and I'm finishing yeah. this. Shit. And I went yeah, 60, 40, 60, 40 was good. Um, that was tough though. I mean, afterwards I was, I was struggling. Uh, I know what we're, are we good on time? Cause I, I'm trying to keep yeah. tabs on your time. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to, we don't have to get too deep into the woods on this, but I know in terms of nutrition, is there anything you do like strategy wise before a race like this? Like, do you have like your go-to, like, this is what I eat. These are the electrolytes I take. Like, do you have like a, cause I know a lot of people, I, I even personally have tried to really dial this part in, um, yeah. but I'm still feeling like it's a little bit like, I don't know. I do something slightly different every time. Right. So is this something you've mastered or is it something you still kind of you play know, around? It's funny because I kind of thought I had mastered it. And then I was cramping like crazy on the farmer's carries. Really? Yeah. Like I oh. couldn't move my legs fast. So I, I, another reason I was so disappointed in like how that station in particular went. And then I'm thinking, then I'm panicking. Cause I'm like, holy shit. I still have lunges and wall balls. In my, <laughs> my legs yeah, are like, whoa, it's this not the station not to cramp on. So I always drink noon. Um, it's just like an electrolyte. I put it in my water, obviously just being incredibly hydrated. I'm not a person that's willing to stop and waste time for me getting water. Yeah. So I just make sure that I'm super, super hydrated. Um, and of course that's going to vary person to person on like what you feel is best for you. But for me, it's like, I don't want to waste, I don't want to lose any time. So I just make sure that I'm super hydrated before I eat a high carb, high protein meal. Usually it's like a chicken sandwich or like, I always do like eggs and avocado toast. So it's like fats, protein, carbs, all of that kind of stuff before I am finding out that maybe I need to take something during the race, which 
ever thought the race was long enough to like need that. That's only an hour. Uh, only no, hour. like we're not talking a marathon, you know, yeah. or, or I, I never even took nutrition when I would race half marathons. So I'm like, okay, a half would take me like an hour and 20 minutes. This is like an hour, hour for me. So I would never have thought that yeah. I would need just but, different energy systems maybe. Right. Cause yeah. it's like you're lifting weights, you're running, you're doing plyometrics, a lot, and play, a lot of things. Take something like a goo or something like that. So that's something I'm probably just going to test out going forward. Um, and if you're a person who's doing this for an hour and a half or even longer, I would suggest trying that out in practice because it might be really beneficial. Sure. Like the longer the of race takes you personally, the more necessary something like that might become, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I took um, money and water in Miami because I, I, I mean, I was sweating. I was yeah. outdoors in the 90 degree heat. Like, I mean, it's like I had to, I had to, but I don't like, I get almost nauseous when I try to eat something during the race. Right. It's like my body's moving. I'm like, I don't want to eat anything. Like I maybe pour a little water on my back, but like, I'm, I'm good to go. Like, I don't, I almost feel like it, it hurts me more than it helps me. But yeah. in New York, uh, in September or October, whenever it was the end of last year, I cramped up so bad on lunges that I, I literally was looking at my wife at the end of one of the, 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 the strips. And I'm like, I said, I can't go anymore. I'm done. Right. And then I just somehow worked my way through it. I don't know how, but then the rest of my race was screwed because my legs yeah. were cramped so bad. So I was like, I think next time I got to, I don't know if it's overhydrate or what, but like, yeah, yeah the cramping is the, is a, is a fear, you know, for me, it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It's not, it's not a good feeling. It's not fun. <laughs> Luckily it happened on lunges. I only had to run and do wall balls, but I was like, Oh my God. Like the cramps were so powerful. I was like, I never felt, I couldn't even bend my leg for a while. I just as stand there with this damn thing on my back. Yeah. I'm like, is this going to go away? Or am I like literally done? Like, yeah, I don't know how I got through it, but yeah, it's like, so the electrolytes and that's, so you, most of your, your nutrition is done before the race. What is, what is your, like, are you a pretty clean eater? Like, do you take your nutrition yeah. just as seriously as you take your training? Yeah, I do. I'm definitely, I have a sweet tooth. So for me, <laughs> like, I'm going to like waste calories. It's going to be on like ice cream. So sure. I, I eat very clean. Um, I kind of ended up just realizing how hard, like I used to meal prep on my own, but just with the amount of volume I'm now doing, I ended up getting a meal prep service and oh, it yeah. is a lifesaver. Like <laughs> they come frozen. So I, they, so they last. So if I don't use them and I have the time to meal prep fresh, I will do that. Sure. Um, or I kind of do like a combo of both, but it's been a lifesaver having them. And then it's, I don't like track macros, but I do have like kind of an, like a set number that I do try to like make sure I'm hitting. Cause I don't want to be losing weight and it would be so mm. easy to do that. Sure. Um, and you know, I, I think that there's that happy balance of like, I'm very big on like, you need to feel your body. Um, so I try to hit like 4,000 calories a day and yeah. just it, because Are you training it, twice like, a day right now, most days, or is it just once a day? Two or three times sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Cause I saw your program, rich, uh, rich is a buddy of mine. I saw the program oh, nice. together and I was like, Holy hell. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, all right. There's I, levels to this I, game. I gotta, I, I gotta work out twice a day. I easily put 20 hours, maybe more. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, people always joke around and be like, oh, if I had the time, a little bit. no, you freaking wouldn't. Cause it is yeah. hard to train a lot. Like 
Yeah. Even, like people say, oh, if I had the time, I'd be like, dude, do you realize like for me, I have, I mean, I do fitness for a living and it's right. like, for me right now, it's like one hard workout four or five times a week, right? For high rocks. Some of it's running, some of it's compromised. Like yesterday was sprints and blah, blah, blah. But then like three times a week, I'll do like my aesthetic training, right? Like just like, you know, want to keep my muscles, whatever. But I'm like, that's a lot. You know, that's like seven workouts a week. And I'm like, damn, yeah. like, that's only like seven to eight hours of training. Like I need, like if I really want to be great, like I think DECA, my DECA mile could be something I eventually be really good at. Like I have to train more, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's just a nature of the beast. If you want to be great, you have to, yep. you have to do it. Like, I was just curious about nutrition though, because your, your counterpart, uh, on the male side, Hunter, I've talked to him about his nutrition and, and he eats terribly. <laughs> he's like, I drink all the time. I drink orange juice. For breakfast. I'm like, what the hell? He's drinking right now. He's still in yeah. Europe. Hammer he's, a freak. Freaking nature, man. he's an anomaly. So yeah. for anyone listening, like <laughs> He's just a freak of nature. So the rest, of us, the rest of us can't get away with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and I take supplements, like I'm, I take creatine re religiously every day. I take sure. BCAs, I take collagen. I do, you know, obviously I do like protein powder stuff. If I feel like I need extra or I'm not getting it in with enough with food, mm. um, and I, I take like turmeric and a bunch of other stuff. So like, I am very conscious of that stuff now. And I was, I didn't do any, I didn't take anything before I got about halfway through this. And I just really quickly, like realized, like, I need to, I need to get really perfect at everything outside of this too. Like I can't screw around with recovery. I got to take my supplements, make sure that I'm like getting everything I need. Um, and just cause like the goal is to stay healthy, sure. you know, the, the worst thing for me would be like getting injured or like something like that. That's kind of within my control. Like there's some things that are not within your control, but if I, if it's something within my control and I like goofed it up, that would be really annoying to me. So sure. yeah. Makes sense. So I'll, I'll respect your time. This has been awesome. Like I've really enjoyed yeah. really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, I think our, our audience will definitely want you back. <laughs> we'll let you go win some more, some more trophies and then we'll, we'll bring you back. Um, so what's next. So like going into, cause I guess the, the seasons are kind of weird with high rocks and deck of fit. Like we're kind of like technically in the middle of deck of fit season. Right. Um, you know, cause world championships is in December, uh, now I guess in Dallas and then, um, high rocks, we're kind of just starting the next season. New York, I think is the first, uh, 23, 24, uh, high rocks race. Um, yeah. so like, so what's, what do you want to do this, these upcoming years for both of them? So right now I'll switch over kind of into more of like the DECA stuff. I'll just try to get like my qualifiers, obviously the, the I'm doing like the DECA fit in August and then the yep. one in September. Um, I still will continue to do at least one huge, high, long, big high rocks workout every week just to keep my, my base. But, um, yeah, I, it'll be, it's kind of just like a mixture of everything all the time. It yep. seems like, because I'll have to get a qualifier for high rocks in, in the fall to make sure I'm on the board and, and all that. And that'll be like simultaneous with DECA stuff happening. So 
it's kind of just keeping everything like pretty fresh, but in the off season, this summer, like I definitely want to get back to like my conventional strength training. That's something that's really hard to maintain at times, like doing, especially once you get closer to big races, it's like, you have to really micro focus and, and very, get very specialized. So I'm looking forward to like really hitting the the barbells hard again. Um, I love doing that. I'm a total gym bro. So (laughs) it's so good though. It's probably why you're less likely to get hurt because you know, people who run a lot and I, you know, speaking from the opposite and coming into running, it's like, I think, uh, part of why I've avoided any catastrophic running injuries besides your usual, like learning how to run again, injuries, um, it was because I'm strong, you know, and I lift weights all the time, you know, uh, and I keep my strength going into like, even the high rocks, I'm still lifting heavy, you know, a week out or whatever. So yeah, yeah it's super important. Um, I guess, so my question was, what are you going to do? So it was, what are you going to win? <laughs> oh. What are you going to win in the next year? Uh, if we talk a year from now, oh. what, what does that look like? I'm trying to win everything. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you'll be Deca mile champion repeat, right? Cause that you were Deca mile champion. Yeah. So yeah, my goal for Deca is to be at world championships in all three events in the elite. Um, I'll probably be on a team of some sort in something, um, just like for fun, but yeah, my goal. So my goal is to be to at least podium and everything. And obviously try to win the mile again, because I want to be, you know, repeat champ, but, um, yeah. And then just like going into the high rock season, when you come in second, (laughs) you need to win. Well, Hey, now you got a place to go. You get you last time you had no room. It was like, you either maintain or you go down. Now it's like, all right. I I love Lauren. I love the women I compete with. I would be lying if I said they should not be afraid because I am <laughs> the vengeance. Um, that was your first season, man. This is I like, know. you're so, a rookie. Yeah. So, and I've learned so much, like every race you learn so much. So, um, you know, I, I, I knew very right after the race, I was like, I knew exactly where I made mistakes. You know, mm. I, I, I'm very, very self-aware and I'm, you know, like, I messed up here. I should have done this. I should have did that. So now it's just like rookie season is over and it's just buckling down my own strategy, you know, just how I race the best, like locking it down, doing it every time, you know, and not letting anyone or anything else like stop me from doing that. Sure. Um, And just, yeah. So the goal is to like win as much stuff as I can, I guess. You're not <laughs> you know? first, you're last. Last, <laughs> Ricky Bobby, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, yeah. so I know you got sponsors. Uh, would love for you to plug them if, if you want to, um, and then let everybody know where they can connect with you and whatever awesome. else you got going on. Yeah, so Powerlift is a protein uh, drink. It's awesome to have because it's like you don't need a scooper and a scoop of protein. Um, also if you do any U S races, they are a high rock sponsor as well. So check them out. Um, I'm also sponsored by driven nutrition. So that's where I get all my supplements. If anyone wants codes for discounts, they're in the, my bio on my Instagram, which is M Jacoby. And that's kind of where you can see the most of me. And I also, I do high rocks coaching. I know you do high rocks coaching. So not 
trying to steal I don't your- do any high rocks coaching. I, I do not do any high rocks coaching. I would, I have, uh, I let my clients follow my, <laughs> <laughs> my workouts to some extent. I kind of dumb them down a little bit, not dumb them down. It's a, it's a wrong term. I go, Hey guys, I'm crazy. Don't get hurt. Here's what I would probably suggest you do. Uh, but no, I would love to push people your way for high rocks coaching. Yeah. I don't do any of that. I do weight loss, body transformation, mindset transformation, but no, I don't, I don't mess with, no, nah, I'm not qualified yet. <laughs> well, I also coach and, um, awesome. I'm also sponsored by go Ruck. So if anyone needs a weight vest, a sandbag, a sand ball, I have codes yeah. for that. And I, and I love like, not to be like, I'm not saying this because they sponsor me, but I love the equipment that I have from them. So it's, mm. it's legit stuff and it's very durable. So I need to get a go ruck, uh, sandbag. Mine, mine got used as a, uh, as, as something to hold down, uh, a piece of equipment in our backyard, our trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that got destroyed over the past year, but yeah, I need a new one. Cause I'm, I'm using my, I'm actually using my Ram to practice my oh. lunges, which that's not fun, but it kind of does two things at once Kel helps me with my deca lunges and helps me with my, there you go. my high rocks um lunges which are god awful but yeah anyway well those yeah uh love love the sponsors uh the the drink powerlift right powerlift they're they're yeah. uh, they're awesome i those guys actually i think the guys i have a bone to pick with the dude at powerlift cuz um i would have been podium in miami with my doubles partner if the powerlift guys decided not to run, but they were in our uh, age group and they got third and we got fourth. I was so pissed. I was like, damn, that's yeah. supposed to be working. Um, yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. The damn 35, you're you're in the younger age group, but uh I'm I'll be 38 this year. But um the 35 to 39 age group is a bitch, man. Oh my god, those guys, it's like so annoying. I'm like, I thought there'd be less guys in this, but I feel like it's the most. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, it probably is. Never wanted to get to 40 ever before, but now I'm kind of like, maybe it'll yeah, be like, slightly easier. A lot of the elite men that do high rocks are, are 35 plus. So yeah, Kent, Kent's in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dave Magida, Magida's in there. Magida's my, my guy down, down here where I am in DC. Um, nice. but, uh, he's yeah, a good guys. buddy. Too. He's a good guy. So yeah, he's a family guy. He's a good dude. Yeah. Good dude. Um, anyway, Meg, well, thanks so much for taking yep. almost two hours here. This is, this is amazing. And uh, I'll meet next officially in person next weekend at New York. So I'll see yes, you there. First I can't wait day on Sunday. So I'll be there. I'll be there both days. Yeah. We're actually, we're, we're having a, uh, our company or my company is doing a, <laughs> we decided to do a tailgate, uh, in the parking lot there for everybody. Oh, so awesome. have, like, gear. Like if you like hats, I'll bring you one of these, um, yeah, have, like these too. sick headbands, so we'll have a ton of cool stuff. Uh, awesome. We'll we'll connect in person. This podcast will be out uh, early next week, so everybody who's doing high rocks can listen to this and get it get pumped up and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah this will this will be good. So I I appreciate it. Sweet, awesome. Thanks well, so I will there. All right, take care. Talk to you soon. That wraps up today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the True Transformation Podcast, and don't forget to check out Butcher Box. My kids are absolutely over the moon with these chicken nuggets. You can get chicken nuggets for a year plus 10% off your first box when you go to butcherbox.com forward slash true and use code true, T-R-U-E, at checkout. 
Go check them out. They're great friends of mine. And man, they have an incredible product. Excited for you to check out their meats and their nuggets and just make eating healthy that much more convenient. Until next time, life moves fast. Make it count. Talk to you soon. Peace.